Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business business. And if you want to go beyond the podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can get new free content every week. Or if you want more support and at the same time be able to support us, then you can also join our paid membership community to take part in all our online events, come to our business clinics, and that's where you can talk about your business with Lisa and myself. You can get support in our forums or even study our marketing course which is the only marketing course that I found that looks at everything from a vegan point of view. I'm really glad you're joining me on this week's podcast but can I just check should you even be listening to this? I mean what experience do you have to run a vegan business and come to think of it how long have you been vegan? I know people who've been vegan for 30, 40, even 50 years. So how can you talk about veganism if you only went vegan a couple of years ago? Now, please don't turn off. Gosh, talk about giving a motivational talk to open the podcast. Because, of course, I'm just joking with you here. All the answers to those questions is actually yes. Of course you can. You have unique experience and expertise that makes you really valuable. It makes you a voice to be heard. And it does not matter how long you've been in business or even how long you've been vegan. You deserve to be here doing what you're doing and helping us bring about a vegan world. But did those questions and those doubts, did they sound familiar? Have you heard them before? And if you have... I suspect you heard them not from someone else, but from the voice inside your head. Am I right? Do you have that internal voice always questioning if you're good enough, asking why people should buy from you, telling you that everyone else who's doing what you're doing, they've got so much more experience than you have? Because this is something that we really need to talk about. And it's not something that is unique to you. It's called imposter syndrome. You might have heard that term before, especially if you've suffered from it. It's the feeling that you're an imposter, that you are simply not good enough or you haven't had enough experience to be doing what you're doing. It's like going to an event full of successful business people and feeling that you've walked into the wrong room, but you just don't belong there. It's a fear that you're only one prying question away from being exposed. And to be honest, it's a topic that keeps coming up in the business clinics that we run with our members. It's even something that has stopped people booking onto our business clinics in the first place. They don't feel like they have the credibility, the experience or the knowledge to talk about their business in a virtual room with other business owners. They just feel like a fraud. And even worse, it's the reason that so many people undercharge for their services. They just don't believe in the value of what they deliver. I've even heard people apologising before telling someone how much the cost of their product is. And if you don't believe in your own worth, then how can you ever convince the people that you're selling to? 
So in this episode, and simply because I'm amazed how many people I've had this conversation with over the last couple of months, we really need to talk about imposter syndrome. And more importantly, if you have it, how you're going to overcome it. Now, I'm going to start with a true story, just to prove that it's not just you. I have a marketing degree and I've got various qualifications. I spent 20 plus years helping companies with their marketing. I've had my own marketing agencies. I've worked with some of the biggest brands in the world. I was even a regional board member for the Chartered Institute of Marketing here in the UK. But when I came to write the Vegan Business Tribe course on marketing, do you know what my first thought was? It was, what on earth do I know about marketing? Seriously, I had a moment of panic that I might not be good enough or know enough about the topic to write a course on it. I got a huge flash of imposter syndrome. Thankfully, I've also got Lisa, who gave me one of her raised eyebrow looks and just told me to get on with it. But this is the thing that you have to learn about imposter syndrome. And this is really important. It's that everybody gets it. And I mean everybody. And don't just believe me, you can believe the scientists. Because a 2007 study showed that 70% of us will suffer from imposter syndrome. Understanding that everyone, at every level, gets it is really important. We're all looking around thinking, am I really supposed to be here? And I've had this conversation with lots of different kinds of people. People who have never had their own businesses get imposter syndrome. People who've had a business for 10, even 20 years get imposter syndrome. Someone who's just done a month-long course and then needs to teach other people what they have just learned, they get imposter syndrome. And I even know a medical GP with a lifetime of medical knowledge who launched her own plant-based health service and still got imposter syndrome. In some ways, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Because if we've all got imposter syndrome, then who do we think we're impostering? And that is the key to beating it. Because when you realise that everyone else feels the same, that everyone else feels like they are only one tricky question away from being found out you can start to realise that it's actually a bit of a game. And it's really important that you do start recognising it for what it is. Because imposter syndrome will really hold you back if you let it. Your mind won't be keeping an eye open for opportunities if it thinks that you're a fraud. You'll be saying no when you should really be saying yes. You won't push your company out there as much because you're worried about people's reactions. It might stop you doing all those Instagram stories you should be doing. It might stop you approaching the people that you should be approaching or making the phone calls you should make. It will stop yourself building a connection with your audience. So how do we get rid of it? And the truth is... You don't. Not really. Because you are going to grow. And as you grow, the seniority of the people that you mix with will grow, the audiences you reach will grow, and your career will grow. And each time you keep moving a step up, 
you'll be greeted by the next level of imposter syndrome. So what we're going to learn today in this episode is to embrace it instead. The best way to get over imposter syndrome is to accept that everyone has it. And if that's the case, you might as well be the best goddamn imposter out there. Because if you're starting to feel imposter syndrome, that means that you're doing something right. And to me, I actually now love it when I start to feel imposter syndrome because I know that I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and that I'm doing something that is really going to move me forward. It's a bit like the moment you get onto a roller coaster. It's scary, but it's good scary. So does the idea of going to an event with a lot of other business owners start to panic you that you might get caught out or looked down on or that you just shouldn't be there? Then great, because that means that you should be there. And it's also what we call a barrier to entry. So if you just turn up, no matter how you feel, no matter how terrified you are, you are already a mile ahead of all the other people who didn't because they felt they were imposters. And how great is that? You are still an imposter, just like them, but you took a step that they didn't. You reacted differently to the feeling. You will have heard the phrase, fake it until you make it. And that's, it's not quite the way to approach this, but it's not a bad place to start. And the sooner you realise that everyone else is questioning if they are good enough and they're getting worried that they might get found out, even some of your heroes and the people that you look up to, they feel the same. And the quicker you can start working on being just as good an imposter as they are, the better. And this is really important because remember, as I always say at the start of these podcasts, just having a vegan business is not enough. If you truly want to move the vegan course forward, and I know that you do, because perhaps your business makes something that replaces an animal product, or perhaps you support other businesses that do, or maybe a portion of your profits is what's going to help feed the residents at your local animal sanctuary next month. And if you truly want to make a difference, then you need to have a successful vegan business. There is a bigger good here. There are lives at stake, millions of them. And that's a really good reason to put yourself out of your comfort zone. So how are you going to do this? How are we going to learn to embrace the imposter syndrome? Well, let's start by talking about being an expert, because this is probably the biggest trigger of imposter syndrome that I come across. You think that you simply don't know enough for people to listen to you or for people to pay you money for what you know or that you have a valuable opinion. And again, I see this at every level imaginable from someone who's just starting up their first business right through to someone who's been in business for 10 plus years. They just don't think they know enough to be seen as an expert. And the truth is that everyone is an expert to someone. If someone really needs and will pay for some information to help them solve a problem, it does not matter if you only learned that information a day before. 
Everyone is an expert in something. Vegan nutrition, how to make clothes from vegan materials, how to set up pay-per-click campaigns, how to chop vegetables the right way. And seriously, there are YouTube videos with over 10 million views on how to chop an onion. So if you wanted to teach your audience how to chop an onion, do you think that you need 20 years of chefing skills and to have a Michelin star to do that? If you want to teach someone who has never cooked before basic knife skills, you could have just watched a bunch of other people's videos and done a little bit of practice the day before, and to that person, regardless if you only learnt the right way to chop an artichoke yesterday, to that person, you are a bona fide expert in artichoke chopping. You have knowledge they do not. Bring that into a business setting. And regardless, if you only learned how to do something the day before, if someone needs that information to solve a problem, it will be valuable to them and they will pay for it. So this is a different way to look at being an expert. And maybe you are teaching something like vegan baking skills, but you're worried about what experience you have. Well, to teach someone like me, how to create a vegan cake, you would really have to start at the basics. I'd need to know about measuring out ingredients, how to test if a cake is ready yet in the oven, how to take a cake out of a tin without it falling apart. And that might seem like such simple stuff to you if you've spent a life baking. But to someone like me, who has never baked a cake in my life, it's exactly the information I would want. I wouldn't challenge you because I think some continental baking technique is better to what you've just told me to do. I would lap up and pay for your content if I found myself in an emergency cake baking situation for Lisa's birthday. So remember, you only need to know more than the audience you are talking to. You only need to know more than I do about vegan baking. And trust me, that's not a lot for me to regard you as being an expert. So what you know, it's not really a problem because there will always be the right audience for your level of knowledge and what you can convey. So if you are going to play the game of being a better imposter to tackle your imposter syndrome, you know, or this idea of fake it until you make it, you just need to be able to convince someone else that you are an expert to be able to get away with it until you convince yourself. The more credibility you can prove you have, the easier it is to keep reminding yourself that your voice has worth. Could you get an honorary or a volunteer role with your industry body, for example, to represent them in some way? That's why I took on a role for the Chartered Institute of Marketing for so many years. It stopped me getting into situations where I had to fight imposter syndrome. Because if you're booking a speaker on marketing, you would happily take the guy who was on the Chartered Institute of Marketing's regional board, wouldn't you? You wouldn't start questioning him on what he knew before inviting him to speak. You wouldn't challenge him to prove he was an expert. And you can do this too. 
Approach the organisations in your industry and see if you can get a role with them. No money has to change hands to do this. They get someone out there representing and mentioning their organisation and you get the added authority to make you feel less of an imposter. Or can you get a qualification? Or can you get a platform such as writing a column? Can you win an award or even just get shortlisted for one? Can you be introduced by others as an expert to avoid you having to introduce yourself as one? Because you only have to convince one person to get on a podcast as an expert guest, and that's a person whose podcast it is. But they will introduce you to hundreds, maybe even thousands of their listeners as someone who is worthwhile listening to. And the more that you take on this role, you know, the better imposter that you become, the more you will grow into it. And more importantly, the more you'll believe it. The more you will believe the words coming out of your own mouth. And before you know it, you will go from speaking to small audiences to large ones without ever having to prove yourselves. I get asked to speak at some events simply because the person saw that I spoke at another event of a similar size and so they assume I must know what I'm talking about. And that's all part of the game too. Okay, so once you've started to build up all this evidence that lets you convince not just other people but yourself that you deserve to be where you are, The next thing you need to do is start putting yourself in the same place, and that's either physically or digitally, but the same place as the people that you are trying to imposter. And this might sound counterintuitive, right? You're worried about being found out, so go put yourself amongst the people that you're worried you don't measure up to. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And this is really important because, like I said, everyone has imposter syndrome. So get to know the people you look up to and who inspire you as vegan business owners and personalities. And it might be that it takes a while to get to these people. But if you're operating in the vegan market, then actually the chances for owners of successful vegan businesses are only a few steps away. Start on LinkedIn, and if you're new to LinkedIn, then go listen to episode 11 of the podcast where I tell you how to connect with your dream contacts on there. Or go to an event, and again, either digitally or physically, and just hang around the speaker's area to meet the people that you are trying to be like and trying to impersonate. You will find that they are just people. And more importantly, Most of them have imposter syndrome too. So make them your friends, help them out and overtake them if you can. And if you truly have a business that can take the vegan cause forwards, they will likely even help you to do that. And the final way to embrace imposter syndrome is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Perhaps one thing that's really holding you back is not feeling that you can do presentations or make videos. You see how confident everyone else seems when they're talking or they're on camera, whilst you just stumble over your words. So simply get better. And I know that's so easy to say and so hard to do, but I mean it. Just get better. So for example, if you think 
that not being able to do video is holding your business back, then it is your duty, not just to yourself and not just to your business, but to the vegan cause, to create the confidence within yourself to do it. If you are a vegan nutritionist, for example, and you know that people can stay healthier by ditching meat, then it's your duty to both all those people who could live longer, healthier lives, and also the animals that will be saved as a result. It's your duty to get your message out to a wider audience. Use this kind of motivation to do the things that your confidence is stopping you doing. And remember, confidence is learnt. Just like imposter syndrome, most of the people who seem confident have just practiced being confident over and over again until they've got so good at pretending that you actually believe that they are. Take recording videos or even just recording Instagram stories. I guarantee you that if you dread the idea of recording a video of yourself now, then by the time you've recorded your 10th video, you will at least be able to do it without panicking. And you don't have to start off by uploading everything you do. You can shut yourself in a room or an empty office, just you and a camera, and make something that you know no one will ever see, just to get used to speaking to a camera. Get better. And if you want to learn how to do presentations or talks, Start with a group of your friends instead of a room full of business people you don't know. Invite your friends around and make a social event out of it or invite them to a group Zoom session. Convince them to let you try out a presentation on them so you can just get used to doing it. And in return, maybe you can provide a bottle of wine or perhaps a pot of tea. And remember, you're probably not going to get any big gigs on day one. So use smaller opportunities to get comfortable and get better. Come to our next Vegan Business Tribe networking event to meet other people just like you, all on the same mission. It's the perfect place to get used to speaking about your business in a safe place with people who are rooting for you to succeed. Perhaps your local vegan fair is asking for speakers or maybe they're doing an online live stream of exhibitors. Do these kind of events. Speak to a handful of people at a time just to get over your nerves because you might not want the first time you are interviewed to be on a podcast that has 100,000 listeners. Make all your mistakes on the one that's only got a few hundred listeners and gain your confidence as you build up your experience. Having done these smaller practices where you've been pretending to be someone you perhaps don't feel like yet, but in situations that you can be more in control of, then you can learn to recognise what imposter syndrome feels like. And more importantly, learn not to panic when you start feeling it. Start to recognise it for what it is. Get ready for it and know it's going to come and make it your friend. Remember, Everyone else is also feeling a bit of a fraud. So if you're the one who's prepared that this feeling is going to come, then you can make sure it doesn't knock you off balance. Know that when you first stand up to speak, it's probably going to happen. So just make sure that you've prepared and rehearsed your first couple of minutes to give you more 
confidence. Know that when you get an email that you're not sure how to answer, that it's going to trigger imposter syndrome. So be ready for it and have your mental response prepared along the lines of, OK, it's time to fool this person that I know what I'm talking about. And before you know it, you will find that you've forgotten you're an imposter. Or you'll just realise that you're getting away with it. And that is just as good. Growth. And be that personal growth or business growth. But growth is addictive. And when you feel that you are actually getting away with it, when you feel that you're doing things that you couldn't have done before, it's actually a really good feeling. Use it. Use it to catapult yourself onto whatever your next challenge is. So, let's have a quick recap of what we've spoken about and how you are going to learn to embrace and overcome your imposter syndrome. So, point one. If you're feeling imposter syndrome, it means you are doing something right. So, embrace it as an indicator that you're moving forwards. Point two. Remember that almost everyone gets imposter syndrome. 70% of us will have it at some point. So if you know that everyone has it, then just make sure that you're the best damn imposter of the lot. Three, you don't need to know as much as you think to be seen as an expert. You only need to know more than the audience you are speaking to, even if you only learnt the thing the day before them. Four, getting credibility gives you the evidence you need to prove to others that you are not an imposter and more importantly, to convince yourself. And that might be an additional role that you take on, or an award that you win or even just shortlisted for, or a presentation that you can reference that you have done. Point five, go and meet the people who you want to emulate, either digitally or physically. Go to the same shows and conferences, connect with them on LinkedIn, you will find that they are more like you than you would ever realise. And many of those will also have imposter syndrome just like you. Point six, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Record videos without feeling that you have to post them. Do the small gigs to get the experience before you do the big one. And remember, confidence is learned. It's not just something that you're born with. And finally, point seven, be ready for imposter syndrome when it comes. Know it for what it is. Learn to recognise it, expect it and have an answer for it instead of panicking. And that, my friend, is actually a really good list to follow if you find yourself with imposter syndrome. In business, you need to identify the things that are holding you back and address them. And sometimes they are the uncomfortable things, but you don't need to do it on your own. Surround yourself with people who are on the same mission as you, and you can find plenty of them as members over at Vegan Business Tribe. And as a final point, if you are taking any step to improve yourself, then I really believe in you. You are not an imposter. The fact that you are actively listening to a podcast about how to tackle imposter syndrome means you are already miles ahead of the people who just let fear stop them from taking action. 
And this isn't just me giving you some motivational pep talk. You're still here listening right to the end. And that means that you have the determination you need to tackle the obstacles you hit. And that is what makes you successful in business. So that is it for this episode. And it's been a really interesting one. And as always, if you found this podcast useful, then I'd love it if you helped me to share it. Just copy a link to it on your social media or email it to a friend or even just give us a thumbs up or a review if a platform you're listening on lets you do that. And remember, if you want more support or to connect with myself and Lisa Direct, then come join our community over at Vegan Business Tribe and we will prove to you how much you are not an imposter. Thank you for your time. As always, I really appreciate you giving up your time to listen. And I would definitely see you on the next one.